connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Denver Comic-Con 2016. We have a fantastic interview lined up for you. Enjoy. We are live here. It's the end of the day on Friday at Denver Comic-Con 2016. Um, but it's a, it's been a good day so far, and I'm sitting here with Janae, who we talk to every year. Every at this point. year, I've uh, always got to come by. You guys are awesome. Honestly, I feel like half of our interviews so far today have been like, "Hey, we talk to you every year," <laughs> which honestly are the best ones because it's just like, uh, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, what's going on? Chopping it up. Yeah, you got a booth this year. What's going on? Man, I do have a booth this year, which is so stressful, but it was really exciting. Um, I teach kids, don't say um, um is a sound in dumb. Um, (laughs) And I said it again. I teach kids video game design. So I do like minor coding with them. I also own a gaming lounge. And uh, so I'm downstairs showcasing both of those. I'm letting people come by and play Just Dance. And that's how I reel them in. Get it? Real. Um, That's how I reel them in. And then I let them know about my awesome program for kids that's really fantastic so what's a, how did you get into teaching kids how to program my gaming lounge uh i was charging ten dollars to get in but you come in and you play all day xbox playstation wii gamecube everything that's cool. and then i was in a prime location in aurora where a lot of kids wanted to come in but they couldn't yeah and i was like i know when i was younger my mother is not going to give me ten dollars to go play video games it's just yeah. not going to happen <laughs> right so what i ended go up buy doing a book. Come on. Right, exactly yeah. and they weren't that much remember like the scholastic book fair and it was like a dollar yeah so i could buy ten books so what I ended up doing was creating an after-school program where kids could come in, they could learn something, and then still play video games at, at the end of, like, every session that I did. Oh, that's cool. Man. So how, what does the program look like? Is it they come in and are you sure you're teaching them, like, the fundamentals of how a game works? Or are you teaching them, like, some history? Or what, is the, what does that look like? Honestly, it depends on the kids. Some of the kids are really interested in just learning about video game lifestyle. Yeah. And I want to be able to tell them, like, you don't have to be a video game tester to be a part of the, the video game universe. I'm a video game journalist. You know, there are people who design the costumes. There are people who write the scripts. There are people who do the voiceover. There, there's so many parts to it. Yeah. So what I mostly do is I go in and I teach them basic coding. Because I think it's really important in our black and brown communities that we teach the kids that it's not just playing games. Because that's what my mom always thought I was doing. Uh-huh. So I let them know, like, you're going to be able to know how to do this. Just like how right now you have to know how to send an email to have a job. It yeah. doesn't matter where you are. You have to know how to send an email. Absolutely. So that's what's coding. That's the standard of finding a job in like 10 to 15 years is when they're going to be looking for jobs. Yeah. So I teach them basic coding and I use any program that I can. And then we get into the creative side uh, because STEM, like science, technology, like engineering, English and math and mathematics, or something. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, look, I don't even know it. But uh-huh. uh, so I teach them, like, you know, that part's important, but I also want you to get into art so then it doesn't become STEM, it becomes STEAM. And so what I let them do is I let them draw their character, I let them come up with a backstory for them. So when we do start designing games, I can actually have them, you know, like I had this one little boy who pretty much kind of took from Naruto, but he really liked Naruto, so he made his own, like, ninja in his own ninja way. Yeah. And he was like, this is his problem. These are his abilities. 
and this is how this happens in the game. So what we start off doing is building like simple stuff like Frogger or Pac-Man. We can yeah. do those. And then later on down the line, what I want them to do is make their actual own game. And I teach them how to market it, how to be a producer, not just a consumer. And I also teach them how to do like tournaments, hmm. how to run tournaments, like run brackets. And just to be sociable, have social intelligence, you know, critical thinking decisions, um, critical thinking skills definitely have to go up. So that's I do all of that in my after-school program. That's fantastic. Man, so what languages do they start with? Like, what is the stuff that they start coding in? They do not start with, like, any JavaScript or C-sharp or any of that. Yeah. I have a program that I use that shows them, like, whenever you write a code, it's pretty much a sentence. Oh, so okay. we take it there yeah. first. Because I've used, like, Scratch, um, Flatburst, Kodu, Hour of Code, and everything that they learn, they can implement it somewhere else. So right. I haven't taught them the nitty gritty. I went to school for journalism. I'm a video right. game journalist. Like, oh, what do right. I know? You right. know, like I can make a website <laughs> and on Tumblr, I can change the color and the <laughs> HTML, you know, format. But that that's about it. Yeah. So I give them programs where they learn how to do that. So teaches them the, the building blocks of like this is how this is how the, the languages think. So they're not necessarily learning the language, but they're learning like the way the that that programming thinks. And the way that the, that flows. That makes sense. Exactly. Because when I was growing up, you did have to know, and I'm only 25, but when I was growing up, you did have to know how to put a website together from like bottom to the top. Right. But now it's like you have so many things like, I think it's called um, Squarespace or something. Yeah, you've got all those WYSIWYGs and right. editors. So yeah. They're not necessarily going to have to know how to like input the codes, but you're going to have to know how to work with the programs that do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the part that I can teach them. As we continue to grow, because it, it's called Game On. I own the Gaming Dojo, which is a gaming lounge, and Game On is the after-school program. As I continue to grow, I'm going to get teachers who know how to do that stuff in depth yeah. and then let them go that far. But I, Janae Benet, cannot <laughs> go that deep into it. Yeah. That's really cool. Man, I think that's a fantastic idea for a program. I, I mean, appreciate that. Cause especially because it, 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 yeah. it, you know, it, it gives them at least a little taste of understanding that this thing that they think is really fun actually can be a career and that there is really a skill there um, and gives them, you know, look, if, if, if even 10% of the kids come out of it and they're like, hey, I right. really enjoy this, it is an outlet for them to learn something new, right. be exposed to something that... Honestly, they don't get in in normal schools, especially they don't, at their age. Especially yeah. with the arts and stuff, just to learn that things are getting cut. Like it's so funny to me, and this is kind of a side note because I don't teach them cursive, but they're not teaching cursive anymore. But we still right. have script font, <laughs> so it's like you're really setting these kids up for failure right now. Like when you go into the, I don't like the term urban, but the more urban schools and settings, yeah, they're they don't know cursive, but like kids in I don't know Cherry Creek kind of no cursive even if they're not teaching it like yeah. their parents see the value because we have script font like yeah. I had a little kid look at the back of a book and was like I can't read this and I was like oh man <laughs> that hurts you know yeah. like how do you how do you how do you put that together but yeah yeah so I just want to I want them to spark an interest in it yeah. and then if they want it they can take it further but if they never touch it again <laughs> it'll be like me in Excel I learned Excel and I can Google the formulas but I know how to pull up a spreadsheet and read it. Yeah. So Very cool. Awesome. So we'll switch gears. What do you plan? What have you enjoyed lately? What, Uh-oh. What, what, what's really like, oh, this is the game that I'm, I'm into? All right. 
So in retrospect, I don't think that's the right term. I'm a video game journalist, so I'm really into indie games. Yeah. I am today dressed as Aaron from Ariane, which is the first African folklore game made by Cordero Games. And I met him when I went to PAX East, which is awesome. So mm -hmm. I really got into that. Like, I knew the game before, but, like, meeting the developer yeah. makes you love it even more. Like, I met the developer for Night Squad. Oh, uh, man, and I already love Night Squad, and I love Night Squad <laughs> even more. I have been playing Battleborn with some of my cool. other geeky uh, girlfriends. <laughs> and that's really fun. Just, like, the weapons and the movement and the graphics. It's so beautiful. It's yeah. straight nerdgasm. And I've been playing that on PS4. I still have not finished Tomb Raider on Xbox. That's I okay. really want to, though. <laughs> I haven't even started the new Hitman. One, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider or Tomb Raider? Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay. So right. I am on the new one. I sure. just haven't finished it. Yeah. And because we, we got to go through different consoles. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm always going to play Super Smash um, Bros. 4 on the Wii U. So that's what I'm playing on that one. Yeah. But I have so many games backed up for my PS4 that I refuse to buy any new games. Like E3 is making it really hard. Uh -huh. You know, to like not necessarily be like, oh, I need this. It's like, you didn't finish this yet. Finish what's on your plate first. Yeah. And then we can talk about the other stuff. Yeah. So Tomb Raider on my Xbox, Battleborn on PS4. Also, I still dabble in Street Fighter. Cool. Now they added Ibuki, which was my character from Street Fighter 4. So I'm really excited for Street Fighter 5. She's supposed to come out towards the end of June, so I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. That's awesome. Man, yeah. that's really cool. So how's the show been for you so far? I mean, obviously you're stressed having a booth. Uh, which I'm, I totally relate to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good stress. It's good stress. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, you would feel like a Not... Okay, I don't want to say that because, you know, I don't want... You'd feel like a bum if you were at home knowing that you should have had a booth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's good stress. It was just really nerve-wracking um, to a, be here. It's a lot of... Like, you're, you're, you're anchored all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're the same way where it's like, right. okay, who's at the booth right now? When are we closing the booth down? What does it look like, right? Like what? And parking. So many my parking is up at 7 p.m., yep. so that's another thing that sucks. But yeah. I was really nervous. I didn't think anybody was going to come by, to be honest with you. Um, I have a lot of people who are proud of me, and that's just about as much as I need right now. <laughs> because, like, being around people who are true, because I'm in the de development and design section of Comic-Con. Yeah. And these are places that I haven't even walked through Comic-Con myself. Uh -huh. So one positive thing is that the people who come down there come down there on purpose, and they know what they're looking for. Yep. Um, something that kind of hurts is that everybody around me has this cool story how they made their game. And, like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely cool that... I help kids make video games, but like other people around me are like testing out their games and showing it to people. And I'm like, come play Just Dance while I give you my spiel on why you should sign your kid up for my program. So oh, I, it was kind of intimidating. Yeah, but, but I, like I'm here. Yeah, you're you're doing something. You may be doing something different, but you're doing something really special, right? Like I the appreciate fact, that. The fact that you are alone in what you're doing is a sign that what you're doing is kind of cool. Um, That's I mean, true. nobody else, nobody's walking by and like when they hear what you're doing, go, oh well, she, she's just playing like that. You're a, you're That's a, a development idea, right? design hipster. We're not paying yeah. any attention to. Oh you. great, yeah for sure. One more game, <laughs> another game I'm not gonna play. Yeah. Wait, this girl is like teaching people how to read. That's at least interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, and it's not it it isn't applicable to everyone, right? Like it's a thing that we learned the first year or two that we were doing this. Right. Um, where, like, you sit here and you watch, like, floods of people go by. And you go, oh, okay, no one is stopping for a while, right? Mm -hmm. But then every now and then somebody does. And what you realize after a while is two things happen. One, 
A lot of people don't stop at a lot of booths, right? Yeah, that's true. Where they true. see the name and maybe down the line they go like, oh, yeah, what was that real nerds thing? The other thing is that there are a lot of people who don't listen to podcasts or don't like aren't invested in the thing that you do. That's and true. So when they see, oh, okay, these are some guys who And you talk don't want those stuff. people anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, and to be honest with you, okay, so I'm so <laughs> gangster in the way that I like hand out my business cards because I'm like, if you're not going to use it, give it back because that costs money. <laughs> like it did. It cost yeah. money. That's that. This program didn't make me money. You know, like, everything I do, I'm doing it out of pocket. Like, yeah. because I don't want the kids to not be able to afford it. Because I take the program to whatever county, whatever school needs it or wants it. Right. So, by the time I get there, I don't want the kids to not be able to participate because they can't afford it. Right. So, like, I pour all my money into here just for y'all to come through and take my business cards and then end up on the floor. And <laughs> these are in color. I had to pay extra for that. So, I'd be like, give it back. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I definitely I, I definitely understand that because when I saw it, I thought it was so cool when I first saw Real Nerds. By the way, I just want to tell you guys you, that. You, saw, you thought it was so cool, but after five years, it's so old hat. Like, I'm so tired of this. No, Please I still come up with think. I, just, I think it's so clever. But I just want to say that it's so funny because the first time I saw you guys at a Comic-Con, I actually assassin's treated my way in here. And like... <laughs> Oh, you mean you had snuck in without a badge? Like, I snuck in you're without the, a badge. You're not the only person. Okay. I, I know a number of people who we are now friends where, like, the first time I met them, they were like, I don't have a badge. I was like, that's okay. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I had to be here. I knew I had to be here. You yeah. know what I mean? So Absolutely. like, And then I saw you guys, and I was like, yes, I need this. Because I tried to do a podcast, so I totally respect, <coughs> like, how much energy it takes I tried to do it. I'm really good at talking, but there's only so much I can talk to myself for. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Before I'm like, I'm tired of hearing me. So the people listening must be tired of hearing me, too. <laughs> so I definitely respect that. And I just thought it was so cool. Like, real yeah. nerds. You guys doing, like, the whole movie thing. Like, it's just After. awesome. It's awesome. And it's innovative. And, like, but you, you, you were kind of here before, like, other people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. So we were just, we've been here for 10 years. We've just been waiting for the convention to happen. Exactly. Like, it, honestly. Exactly. Uh, y'all so are not, on our turf. Right. Exactly. Like, y'all are new. We've been here walking around blindfolded. Like, I know where I am. Look, like, Bane, like, I was raised in the dark. What do you guys want? I was raised in real podcasts, like, real nerds. Like, come on, dude. Uh, but yeah. I, I just, I appreciate the uniqueness, you know, like, because I'm here, too. I'm here, too, and I'm doing what I got to do, and... I hope it doesn't take me 10 years, but it's feeling like it is <laughs> to just be, you know, like, notice. Like, oh, yeah, I know Janae. She's the, you know, natural hair gamer, and she does, like, indie games or, you know, three different titles, right? Because yeah. I have my video game journalism title. I have my teaching kids video game design. And then my gaming lounge. Like, one of three of those got to stick at some <laughs> point. Like, yeah. you, you got to be like, oh, there's that black girl that does everything. You're right. That's me. Like, if that's how people know it, I'm like, that's fine. As long as you are with the cause. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I think that if it's something that you really love and you are dedicated to like, oh, look, I'm going to do this however long I have to do exactly. it. Exactly. I, I, you know, I've been listening to a lot of E3 coverage. Um, and Jeff Gersman, who's now one of the heads of, of GiantBomb.com, has been in the industry literally forever. Uh, and it was interesting because at one point he just like flippantly dropped this little statistic about the fact that he's been at every E3. Mm -hmm. Every E3 that has ever existed. He must have been like 16 when he, or 17 when he went to the first one. But wow. still, yeah. he's been to all of them. And when you look at a guy like that, who now, you know, he, look, he's very comfortable in the industry, like spun up his own business, sold it to CBS, right? Like he's doing okay. Um, but that's how long it took him to get to where he yeah. is. 
is exactly as long as E3 has been an institution, right? Which is crazy, mm-hmm. um, but just goes to show, like, look, if you put in the time and you put in the effort and you're working at something that you really love, after I, sometimes, yeah, it does take a while. Yeah. Um, but, but if you, you are love good it, at what you're doing, so you'll you get stick there. with yeah. it. Like, yeah. right. It's just hard. There are a lot of people who aren't around, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, from when we've watched it, right? And this isn't me being critical. You know, it, it is. It's really hard to do this thing for a really long time. Um, but we've watched people who, who spun up after we started and have since fallen apart. And, you know, honestly, every time it happens, I'm always disappointed because I think that yeah. there's a lot of people doing really cool stuff. And that's awesome um, that you support that, too. There's a lot of people yeah. who are like, I want you to fail. And you're like, dude, there's enough listeners for everybody. I mean, there's not. If anybody else created a movie podcast, I'd wish them death. But uh, but other neat little organizations, <laughs> yes. I should say. Um, and, and it is interesting to watch, like, oh, okay... It is really tough, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you're sticking with it, like eventually you get to a place where you're like, it, it either it either becomes something, or at least it breaks even, and you go, look, this is just a part of my life, right? Which is what this is for us at this point. You know, this is every week we go see a movie, we talk to our friends about it. Like mm. it's it's not so this that is big what a you barrier. do anyway. Now you're just doing it for other people to like right. hear. Yeah, or I'm not. I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, like my mom listens to the show. That's the person I'm. I like. I do it. <laughs> she for. had good things and to then, say about you, though. She oh definitely... no! Oh gosh! Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's it's obnoxious, but whatever. Uh, it uh, you know at, at this point it's just what we do, you know. Um, so then I have a question. Now I'm turning around. Oh, no. I'm gonna ask you some questions. And that's the end of the show, everybody. <laughs> so when you started, yeah, you didn't have all this fancy equipment. No, because you got it. You have to say that because there are those people where you're like. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've always been with my $100 equipment, and I've always done this, this, and that. And it's annoying, because oh, yeah. when I started, I just had my Xbox Connect. <laughs> I barely got a Connect. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I don't even know if I can afford this Xbox, let alone the Connect. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, all right, I'm doing better kind of with sound and stuff like that. Yeah. So how long did it take you to be as prestigious as you are? Because, like, these mics are nice, the coverings oh. are nice. Like, <laughs> come on, like, so, uh, this mixer? Okay. Dude, yeah, no. no, it's a $300 mixer, I'll tell you. Right. Um, it's it. I will tell you this. We, because we didn't build it to be our lives, in our real lives, we all go do stuff, right? So we've all had right. jobs and worked our way up, and right. So the truth is, improvements in the show reflect improvements in our life, right? Okay. Um, so as my actual career gets better, then it's like, oh, okay, hey, this year I'm going to buy a new mixer or whatever it is. And you do it in stages. So, so I shouldn't kill myself to get a new microphone. Oh, hell no. Because Here's the there's truth. not enough people watching me anyway. And, like, I do have a donate button on my Twitch. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I would like to get donated to as well. Right. But, yeah, that button's dusty. No, like, and, and it, it, it depends on, uh, yeah, our, yeah. So uh, our first microphones were, um, were headsets. Actually, before that, we were using, like, a, like a Logitech USB mic yeah. in, the, in the actual pre-Real Nerds days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the first podcast episodes of, of the Nebcast, which Brad and Ryan were doing before I came on, um, that I was on was just, like, it was, like, one or two USB mics plugged into a laptop. So it was getting the entire room tone. Um, right. So the, the sound wasn't great. Of the yeah, lights yeah, and everything. but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so it was like one mic that we're all hollering into, like an old, like you know, <laughs> mid twenties, uh, uh, like Kentucky band. <laughs> right. um, like we're all screaming into a can. And um, and then when we started the the show, uh, then we had like a splitter and everything was going into into headphone mics and it sounded okay, but you could hear the cat walking by in the background. <laughs> 
you could hear the air conditioning kick on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it, it was enough that we, we were up, we were off the ground, and it sounded okay. And then everything else just came in, in pieces, right? Okay. Um, the, the biggest step was the day that we said, okay, we're going to go get a mixer and some mics, right? So the first mixer was a four-port mixer, a 4XLR mixer. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's about $100, mm-hmm. you know. And then your mics, you're going to uh, – the first mics that we bought, they came in a three-pack set. It's like $40 a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got some wires, right? So for $200, you're in the door. Um, and with that, you have a little bit better sound. You're only hearing the voice of the people that are there. Uh, and honestly, from there, it's like tattoos. Like once you buy a little bit of stuff, yeah. like over the next yeah. five year or you know, it's probably four years or so. Because I would say probably in the first years when that upgrade happened, mm-hmm. after for those next four years, it was just like, hey, every now and then I've got some disposable income. Or what really it is, every Denver Comic Con comes around and I go, uh, maybe we get up in a little bit, right? Right, right. Um, the the bigger board, the six port board that we use now. Um, that came about because as we started doing interviews and guests more regularly on the on the normal weekly show, um, now you're down to okay, I've I've got more mics. I know I need more mics, right? right. You got people passing mics around and it's terrible. That's good. Um, to not be yeah. so because I'm really <laughs> ambitious. Like I told you, I was like, I yeah. thought I was gonna be upstairs, and they're like, No, ma'am, you're downstairs. Yeah. It, That's really good to be like, you know, but you don't have like a six um, import mixer. And you, you just it. have, like, me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's really cool because when I started streaming, I'm like, I need this and I need that because, no. well, this person has to, and it's, and it's not. <laughs> and for what you're doing, if it's just you streaming or one other person and you're usually, like, if you're doing video and you're streaming it like that, honestly, what you're looking for is, like, a, um, like, what, 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 uh, so, like, you know, uses right next to us, which is, like, a, it's a USB um, uh, snowball kind of a mic. Um, it sounds really good. It's a really simple mic. Uh, they're not terribly expensive. And honestly, you're just going to plug it straight into the laptop mm-hmm. and do all of the recording and mixing straight on the laptop. That's it's only legit. when you start getting like multiple people at the same time and all that stuff. But then that at stuff. that point, you'll get recognition and somebody will probably actually end up helping right. you buy that equipment. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. for what you're doing, like when you get to a place because you're doing video and, 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 and you're, you're, if you're capturing games or whatever it is you're adding to it, um, when you get to that place where you're like, hey, I have multiple streams and all this other stuff, I, I mm-hmm. mean, I'll be honest with you, it's insanely expensive, right? Yeah. When you start getting video stuff into it, it gets ridiculous um, and, and can be a very high barrier to entry. But what's really neat about games journalism and that game space uh, over the last few years is that the, the barrier to entry to actually get listeners has gotten a lot lower. Where you can, you can do YouTube videos and all this. I mean, the Twitch thing has blown up. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um, and then you, so, you yeah. just end up being like an ant on right. Twitch, well, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I mean, so are we, right? Like, we're one more podcast in the, in the ether. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you find your audience, you find, and if you enjoy doing it, you, you keep working at it. I do. But all I would six say... people that watch me every time I go on, <laughs> I love you guys. Because they're awesome. They're there. Like, right. Yeah, Always. right, and that's what you end up doing it for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, over the time, over, or over the years, like we found our 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 little fans here and there that have been a really big encouragement, and that's what you end up. And they you don't know, judge you by. when they can't hear your like you know like your stuff. Like they don't judge you no, for that. They don't care and they understand. Like, right? Yeah, they don't, and it's just yeah. like all right, what I like on my like Tomb Raider gameplay, it was really bad. I'm talking about the sound was so choppy on mm-hmm. like me 
the like the gameplay, like the music and everything. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we'll just sit here and watch with the sound off because I was like, all right, I'm just not going to talk. But they'll like they sat there and watched. So oh, that's I, I definitely appreciate because like that's encouragement to know that you didn't start out with like a no. six port mixer. No, you can't. And, right. Because you don't know what you're doing. It's part of that's it. true. And then right? you don't appreciate it. You yeah. don't appreciate it. Right. Because you like you wouldn't appreciate your Logitech mics. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but it worked. Right. Like it got mm-hmm. us through. Um, and, and for what we knew at the time, it sounded great, you know? And then it's just every step of the way, you add one more thing and you add one more thing. But what, for, for what you're doing, no. Like, don't go do this, right? Even for what we're right. doing, it's, right. it's overkill to some degree. Mm. Um, honestly, part of the investment is that it's marketing, right? So to be yes. totally transparent, sitting on this floor, you swing out like these mic stands and that freaking gold mic. And then mic. people are like, ooh. People are like, what, what are you doing? You must be legit. Yeah. Like yeah. these chairs? Right. These chairs are pretty legit. They like, look legit. They're not that legit. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. they're like these guys. Right. Steven yeah. Spielberg's right hand man. It's all, like, you know? <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. For when it comes to that kind of stuff, you're, yeah. it's just put on your best face. But you know what? And, it kind of sucks. Because, like, your smoke and mirrors is like the chairs, the mics, the port. Mm-hmm. Like, for me to be on Twitch and be smoke and mirrors, like, as a. Right. Girl gamer, that would be like skimpy outfits, loads of makeup. No, 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 no. I, I would say it's... smoke and mirrors, though. It yeah, is. Oh, yes. It's smoke it and is. mirrors. It is. I would say it's more like if you find, like if you have a, a graphic design friend or something I like do, that. I do, and she made my logo. My logo's gorgeous. Right. So you go, you go leverage the hell out of that relationship, and you get like a little intro animation or something like that so that mm-hmm. when you start your stream it starts with like hey here's this cool oh, little animation so dope right my youtube it's videos super do simple. that but... right it's super simple mm-hmm. but if you can find a way to get that thing in then all of a sudden when somebody turns on your stream when it starts maybe maybe 10 people turn it on and four people leave but when the 10 people turn on turn it on they go like oh this seems professional right and then right. and then maybe they stick around and the next week it's 12 and the next week it's 14 awesome and those little things yeah okay you're right yes you could be in skimpy outfits and that would be smoking mirror. I can't, mirror, though. Like, but that's I would, not... No, no, no. I would be irritated with myself. Right. No, you shouldn't <laughs> do that. I'm, that's not at all what I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are little places where you you can leverage the relationships you have and find little things where you're like, hey, nobody's doing it this way. Or nobody's... You know, the big guys have this thing and I can't do that, but I can do this and it's right. close, you know? I can um, be the knockoff version for now, right, but as long yeah. as I'm a version of it. It's, it's, it's imitation just so that that way when they... When they when they log onto this the the stream, they feel like, oh, she's pre- oh, okay. This is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, rather than they log on and the first thing they're like, oh, okay, this is just another person. Right? No, no, no. I'm not another person. I'm right. different. You don't know who I am, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing. That that was what the motivation was. The first Denver Comic Con when we uh, we had no idea what a what a podcast booth looked like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, because have don't you know seen one before? Like, no. have you? I have no idea what you're supposed to do, right? Right. Um, and at that point, so okay, so that's proof because that was just after we were a year, and we definitely had a real mixer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and so, uh, wow, man, I'm starting to lose my voice. So the um, I can imagine it's rough. Eh, it's whatever. Um, so for that year, we were just like, okay. What would what do we think professional would look like, and how do we imitate it as closely as we can? Right. Mm-hmm. So it was it was uh, borrowing a a some poles so we can make a backdrop. The backdrop is made out of so, and it's still to this day is uh, spoilers. But the backdrop is made out of uh, tablecloths that we sewed and edged <laughs> together and nice. ran it over the pole. Uh, you pay for the sign, so there's an expense there. You paid for the pe- for the tablecloths. There's an expense there. Uh, and then it's stickers, and I don't even know if we had stickers the first year. 
I think we did. I think we had stickers and we definitely had business cards, right? And then it's you got I got a laptop your business out. cards. I never got stickers. Oh yeah, we got all kinds of stickers. Take all the stickers you want. I got awesome. hundreds of them. Um, and so it was just that little level that then when we, you know we, other people showed up, and I can say this because none of the other podcasts here were, were there that year. Mm-hmm. Um, the like everybody else showed up and they were they they just took the folding table that they had and they were like, hey, we got we're gonna sit here and give out business cards. And we were like, okay, cool. Like we assumed that everybody else was going to be cool, yeah. and we swung for the fences as best we knew how, so we right. wouldn't look stupid. And then we ended up like being head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, and it's not criticism of them; it's just like no, it's nobody just, knew what it was. Right. right? Um, so everybody does what they think. And yeah. And so we were just like, how do we fake it? You know, and faking I'm totally it totally about winging stuff. You have no idea. Yeah, faking it <laughs> like pretending like you're big time. Honestly, it gets you ninety exactly. percent of the way there. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm so for that. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully you go talk to some people, you're nice, and they go like, oh, okay, these are down-to-earth, generally normal, and well-adjusted human beings, right? Um, so that way you don't screw it up, and they all go like, oh, look at these big-headed morons. And then, oh, look at their son they got. You know, um, yeah. you just do what you can. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's definitely some room for it. So anyway, that was a weird long conversation that went everywhere yeah it um, was but yeah. it was totally necessary absolutely absolutely. I learned some things you learned some things yeah Good I don't know where we're going but anyway Janae where do people find you how do we uh, how do I'm they support in 7-Eleven oh wait here okay <laughs> no. wait I'm confused <laughs> I'm confused <coughs> online <laughs> online oh, oh. how do people how do people find you and support you and oh, come man. like I was so ready because I, I want, had no idea where my room was no you I know I know so, uh, yes um, yes not here at the show um, <laughs> in digital space yeah. gotcha, and you had me gotcha. for a second I was like no we're not at 7-Eleven right now because um, that's my room number yeah right great <laughs> well so funny the whole internet's going to show up at your room tonight um, I am no. so for that I okay I got a couple of things. One, if you don't know how to spell my name, which is it's kind of difficult, you just type in Natural Hair Gamer and I pop up. Okay. Um, if you do know how to spell my name, I'm going to spell it for you right now. It's Janae Benet, J-U-N as in Nancy, A-E-B as in boy, E-N-N-E. You type that in, I also pop up. Colorado Gaming Dojo is me on Facebook. That's my gaming lounge. And also, if you look on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, I have the same name all around. Also, if you want to play on Xbox, my name is Janae Benet. Um, that's just one of my gamer tags. My PlayStation and Wii tag are kind of the same thing. But that's how awesome. people find me. I, you can Google me because I'm the only me. That's the awesome part. And they can also come to your hotel room tonight. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming thank on the show. Uh, it was really great to talk to you again. And we will see you again next year for sure. Heck yeah. Awesome. I probably won't be here, but I'll be here. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. They don't need to know. They don't. It's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this exclusive interview from Real Nerds Podcast at Denver Comic Con 2016. I'd like to thank Denver Comic Con and Pop Culture Classroom for giving us this opportunity. Thanks. Bye. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrell for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.